This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Sefarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. I guess I would agree with the first part of his statement. Every year, we are privileged at the Archicala. And I think a period over there would just, uh, just make a sentence, right? Um, it's, uh, it's almost like a, a nahafahu, the summer tends to be dead time. In most places, there's a lack of Palmatora, it's kind of downtime. And to make it the most professional part of the year, where we have a tzibur of uh, people that are also in their hearts to start, to be able to refresh themselves, rejuvenate themselves, and as the tzafs are together, all sorts of, from every shade and uh, school that there is, um, I, year after year, I wish to give Eshikov to the Friedman family and to Eshikov, especially who's, um, I would say it's his brain child, I would say it's his heart child. It's, uh, it's something that it's the Shama leaks in it to see the beauty of Torah and the actors of all shades of the community. And the Irish of Health, we should always have such a tremendous institutions in our midst. And it's a type of thing I think gives its parents a whole year round <coughs> when you come back to teaching. And, you, and we ourselves have filled up our batteries. It's a big difference. And uh, um, I, so the first part, um, last year we did a piece in Netzach Yisrael in the middle. I, I guess we can start from the beginning and do a piece. There's some 60-yard prokim. So every year we do a peric. <laughs> Go back again when we finish. It's, uh, after 60 years, the Gemara says you forget. So if you have 60-some-odd prokim, you can, will always be able to have. Um, since the time is a bit limited on this, because there's the question and answers also, part, so I'm going to skim down a bit to get to one or two points that he's talking about. Let's first adjust it like a dogma. Um, the, the general, <coughs> one of the general phrases, we speak about Korban Beis HaMikdash, but in terms of Kalal Yisrael, we speak in terms of Golas and Geula. And the phrase Golas encompasses different Inyanim, and he says, he starts off by saying, I'm, gonna, I'm skimming through the first paragraph because just to be a little more compact in time, that we know it's hard to tell a person what Geula is without knowing what Golas is. And let's explain this a, a minute. Um, a person, our perception of things is only relative. For instance, if a person has, um, if a person was Zoha to great wealth, it means beforehand he didn't have it, now he has it. Something that we take for granted as the natural bar, for instance, good health. Depreciation of good health is when a person has a shalom, goes through a period of difficulty, so then the good health is meaningful. Uh, the same thing, Geula, is meant to be the normal state of Kal Yisrael, and he does speak about it in that way. So to appreciate Geula, it's only from the sense of the distortion that Golas produces in Kal Yisrael. So he says, Kashadova, the first line is, Kashadova, Toiv Noida Amitis. You know everything good from its opposite. Uh, from the contrast of what's not, you know what there is. That's like you saw the mouth in a lot of places. Next paragraph. The Kashanuboyim Levaya in Agolus Yidiamitis. When we try to explain what the Golus is, Sarah Levaya Koidem Hasibala Golus, but Varma Shekhla Golus. We have to explain um, what brought Golus about and what is actually Golus. We have a tendency to 
put all our tsaras into a basket and label it golas. It, it may be correct, but, but what is that basket of golas and so on? Um, and we need to sit down and explore Golos because he says in Golos itself you have the Raya for Gula. Um, let's give just an, ex- an example of what he means over here and he will say it in the next few lines if I tell you that somebody's arm was bent out of shape, was dislocated, somebody's arm was dislocated, your understanding is going to be that the, um, the cure is going to be relocating it in its place. There's an assumption that things don't naturally stay out of shape and they tend to go back. So if I tell you somebody twisted his ankle, the assumption is going to be that at some point the ankle will untwist itself and write itself, and most things do it that way. So understanding Golos is, is a very deep condition that's inherently a distortion of the matzah, of the natural matzah of what Kaisal is, in many different ways. And therefore, it's begging to go back to its place. Just like a person's goof. Whenever there's some shinui, the goof tries by nature to jump back to its place. So anytime I label something as being a distortion of the matzah, for instance, let, let's give an example. Um, if I tell you that somebody suffered a financial reverse and he no longer has any money, I don't see that he's going to get wealthier soon because I don't feel that it's a natural matzah to be wealthy. It's not like health where there's a certain natural matzah. So I say if he loses money, he loses money. But if I, th- if I say this person is a very shrewd financial dealer, and he's always done very well in business, and now he had a reversal, then I'll say, you know what? He'll keep handling, it's going to come back to its matzav. So being that Golos is defined not just as a mikra, a coach broker, punished Christ, or they suffered something, and so on. It's a much deeper suffering. It's something where something very, very icker in Klyosol has been distorted and uprooted. That itself tells you that the Mahalach Hativi is going to be the come. It's, it's showing to go back to its original place. Like all things in the world that have a Mahalach Hativi, that, that it goes back to its place. So he says, Vezer, ki ein sofik Golos is something which is a, it's an interruption of the natural state of Israel. every uma in its place. Let's pause and talk a bit about this because this is really a very fundamental nakuda. The first definition of Golos and the first Tsar of Golos is that Kalal Yisrael does not have its place anymore. The first definition of Golos is we are not in our place. <coughs> Let's understand this in a, in a, in a deeper way. Um, a, a person in the comes to a town. He needs a place to sleep at night. He can go to a motel. Somebody can be Machis and the issue is simply where am I going to sleep, where am I going to put my luggage down, where we need my meals. That's the issue. But everyone understands that for a person to flourish, he needs to have a muckle. 
if a person is, the, the word makom is something which is kind of vague, but, but let's give it examples. A person comes to yeshiva. Yeshiva is very good. It's this, it's that, that. But I feel I don't have a place there. It's not my makom. What I mean is I can't take root there, and I'm not going to be able to grow. The, it says about HaKadosh Baruch Hu, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Mikomo Shal Olam. And so the Nefshachayim just explains it in terms of, it means that, that in, in, the, in the scale of things, we're a result of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, not vice versa. But Mokom is not just a description of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's greatness. It's a Hanhaga that is an extremely shorish tekehan haga of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, possibly the most shorish tekehan haga. In other words, makom means the place for something else to exist. A thing cannot exist if it doesn't have a place to exist. Let's give an example. Let's see what the Torah itself says something like that. If Adam Rishon would have, if HaKadosh Baruch Hu would have created a woman, without taking away something from Adam, then a wife would not have a place in the family. She'd be an extra. I'm, I'm a shalom. I'm the Seder Gamur. I'm a, created Yitzir Kapov as a Dabba Shalem. didn't create some of So I'm shalom. When you add something to a shlemus, you get an extra. It doesn't have any way to fit into my mitzvahs. I have my mitzvahs, I have chaverim. They're, they're chaverim, they're very nice. But they don't have a mokom in my house. They're not, they, they can't become integrated and part of it because there's no place for them. A place means I'm lacking something, and this comes and fills the void. Anytime when I make place for something, I used to have a roommate in Yeshiva that his, um, <laughs> his, uh, his rules were he would clean up the room when there's no place for a cigarette butt anymore. When he couldn't find a place for a cigarette butt, then he knew it was time to clean the room, and he would, and he would uh, move the stuff. Uh, you know, he would, uh, he would make a mockum for the next few dozen cigarette butts that he had, and so on. <laughs> a mockum means before something can exist, it needs to have a mockum that exists. And if I have a factory, if I have some sort of enterprise, and somebody wants a job, before I look to see if the person has qualities, if he's good, they can work with him and so on and so forth, do I need a person? Do I, have, do, I, do I need an accountant? Do I need a salesperson? Whatever it is. The mokom is the chisarum that allows for something else to be. So when HaKadosh Baruch Hu wanted to create the Isha, Kimi Isha Kacha, so he took away from Adam, and Bimei Adam now has a chisarin that has to be mismali with, with the Isha. And that's where the Isha has the mokum. It says, Behanchel Elyon Goyim, the first Rashi also. Rashi says, HaKadosh Baruch Hu put out gvulos for the Ami. What it means is, um, it says in Moshe also, every mokum, it, it says, Adam, Le'ova Adam Sham, I think. That wherever the Marisha went, that's where there was a place for Yishuv. Every single, the Hanchel Elyon Goyim means HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave each Mokom a Chalikibu to accept an Uma. And it works in both ways. The Mokom needs Adam to develop it. 
And also that it says every single Ummah needs its mother to find its mitzvahs. Just like a plant needs to grow on the ground, if you, uh, and just like it says Shlomo Melech knew there were different veins in the ground and he knew where to plant each one so that each thing would have a place to grow in. HaKadosh Baruch who created Mikomos that would serve each room. It's not the Mikra, the French took France, the Spanish took Spain, and the Italians took Italy, and they could have switched it around. It's not like that. And Rashi and Shlach says there's an there's a Aretz Mikadelas Chaloshim and an Aretz Mikadelas Kiborim. The land has a school. The, the French um, psyche, the French uh, personality, finds its makom in France. It's not the makom, it's not the climate, it's not the wine, it's not the grapes. I can't imagine a Frenchman living without so many grapes and so much wine. And uh, you hard to imagine in a place where that champagne would be made by the Spanish. So it's not not But but at any rate, the makom itself allows for for the growth of that ummah. And that's why all umos, when you chase them out of the country, they disappear. There is no umma. America has absorbed hundreds of umas, and that's the end of it. I, I was once aimed on it, uh, I guess from a joke, but it was um, the, the Mayor Katch from New York was once head of, you know, he was an honorary le- leading the parade on Ukrainian Day when the Ukrainian New Yorkers marched, and he was at the head of the parade. And he told the marshal with him, the Ukrainian, he said, in the old country, I would have seen some Ukrainians behind me. I'd be sure to pogrom and I'd run for my dear life. <laughs> so, so, so what happened exactly? I mean, what happened? They did shuva? No. The minute they left Ukraine, the minute they were taken out, they're Americans. They, they, they don't have a unique from, from whatever sucking Ukraine has its unique from. They don't have it here. It's not. So, so, so they're, they're, they're as American as everybody else. The same football, the same this. No, no, no um, mitzvahs. So the mitzvahs <coughs> of every ummah is a unique. It starts with a makom. The Hanukkah and Goyim doesn't mean that made a seder. Okay, we've got so many nations. We have to divide them up in different places. Let's put. The, the ummahs didn't exist till later, till, till um, Noah's children and so on, till Dara Flogger. But the place was there. Each Mokom had a schooler, and that schooler would allow for a um, growth of a certain Ummah. Klal Yisrael, the place where Klal Yisrael can realize its potential is, um, in, is, is um, in Eretz Yisrael. In other words, um, is it a Derech Teva? Is it a, is it there a schooler? But mitzad the toichen at Yisrael is the makom where Klal Yisrael realizes itself. Um, <coughs> so he says, "Kegolos Hashem says, 'Shashem zoch sidek kol umo b'mkoma roila, v'sidas Yisrael b'mokma roila m'shar et Yisrael, v'agolos b'mkoyman who shini b'itzilagami, and taking them away from et Yisrael." It's an unnatural situation of Klal Yisrael. Um, Klal Yisrael is it's like taking a plant out of the ground and holding it mid-air or planting it somewhere that's not shaykh. If you take a, a citrus tree and try to plant it here, it's not in its habitat and it's not going to flourish. 
וכל הדבר כאשר יוצאים מחוץ למקום הטבע ומחוץ למקום אין להם עמידה במקום הבלתי טבע להם. It's not going to be able to last there, רק הם חוזרים למקום הטבעי. They keep trying to go back um, to the place that is natural for them. Um, let's skip down a few lines, I'm trying to get the main points down because of the time limitation. Um, the next, on the left side, he, he, before the, the, he brings the Chazal and others. Kimoi kol dova vedova menelim tsoim hativim yesh lohem lekol echod mokom bifne atzmoi. Kimoi she gozu chazal elechod dova sheinlim mokom vechol dova hu beshus atzmoi. Vim hoye nishorim begolusom loolam hoya dova zeshua midochus and koibish bulti tivi nasa tivi. He said, if Kalal Yisrael, there, there are three possibilities. Kalal Yisrael can come back to Eretz Yisrael, Kalal Yisrael can disintegrate, or Kalal Yisrael can permanently be outside of Eretz Yisrael. So Moral says Kalal Yisrael being nichla doesn't is not a possibility. Hakadosh Baruch was uh, was nishpat and so on. For Kalal Yisrael to permanently not be in Eretz Yisrael is saying that the teva has changed, and that doesn't happen. In other words, if Kalal Yisrael is going to last it's going to have to snap back to its place. So just like if a person had a serious injury, you can say either the person will not live, but if he lives, the body is going to have to come back to its original matzah by definition where it's functional. Kalal, if it, just the understanding that not being in your place is a, it's, it's a shinui in the person that's not shayat, that is the matzav of, uh, of, of Golis, the first matzav. So let's just, I guess, apply the job a second. On a secular level, the uh, Zionist kind was that you need a country because, simply because, um, just for the practical purposes, uh, you need your boundaries to defend, uh, your borders to defend, you need to have a place with your language and so on. These are very external trappings for us. But we have to understand that the Metzius of Kalal Yisrael realizes itself in Eretz Yisrael. The fact that a lot of the mitzvahs of the Torah are shaykh only to Eretz Yisrael. It's not a mikvah. <coughs> it means this is the makom that has in itself what it takes to exist <coughs> as a cloud. And as long as we're not there, we don't have our real selves. It's just like when a person goes on a trip. Even a, 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 a person who is, um, who is staying in the fanciest hotels, at some point you get to think that you want to go home. Because there's a sense of, I'm not by myself. I, 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 don't, feel, I, I don't feel myself here. It's, it's, it's someone else's bed, it's someone else's place. I have the money to pay for it, Lonetza. But I can't find my Metzius here. I feel like a nut. And that's why first understanding is, as long as Kaisos and Gullus, it is preservation, but it certainly can't be flourishing. It's like when you take a plant out of the ground, you hope that when you replant it, you'll be able to do it again. Yes? The way we understand Gullus and Tzayim was a Kaiso with Ad Hatholam with Memphisharism. So it's not a shot like a, you take the bone out of the socket and it heals back. What happened in Gullus and Tzayim, it was your Mata Mata until there was no to go lower to, and at the last time I pushed it back into place. Um, one second. First of all, you just use a phrase now, pushed it back into place. 
There's two tonight. If you look around, good. In other words, the only place that can that can have a base hamikdash is that makom. It's miskulos hamakom. The Torah keeps on elamakom. You know, elamakom asher, elamakom asher. It's it's asher efchar. It's it's a constant. There's a place. We're not. We don't have. A, we don't know what a base hamikdash looks like. But there's a place that that is going to come to. So the makom comes. The, the only place that can handle this in it is Harabayas and, and, and so on. The Rambam, when he speaks, Bechlal, Kalal Yisrael and Golos Mitzrayim, when there was no race, when there was no Yisrael yet, really, the, the, the music of Golos was, um, Chazal say, the Lush that Chazal used is like a Uba, um, you know, like somebody takes out an Uba from a behemoth, Goy Mikret Goy. What happened was Kalalisov was a fetus developing in the obvious womb, so to speak. It was transplanted into the womb. It says like a roya taking a behemoth out of the behemoth. We had a surrogate mother that was our makom, and, and it was not our real mother. The Rambam's Lushen is, um, he speaks about, in Abarazar, the first paragraph, he speaks about how the others brought about Emuna and Akkara Kadesh Baruch Hu. Ukemat kot hoyoha shasal avram nekar. It almost was ripped out. Vechoizen veyakab letos olav v'toyusam. And Klaizah would have gone back to Abodazara. Umeavas Hashem, umishomre yasashul avram avinu. He started the process of gula. In other words, we had in the, it, it was, the concept of Golos was on a much deeper level. It was on the conceptual level of what we are. Our neshama was a neshama of Maminim. We were encapsulated in Ogda Barazara. And at the last minute, that the Kudav pulled us back to where we should be. Actually, yes? When you say Golos, by definition, like the Golos we are in now, let's say 50% or more meeting our assimilated. So it's not as if the Maral saying that it's a normal thing for us to for the bone to pop and pop back into the joint. But from the goals that we've experienced and the goals that of what we see is the morale also what the goal said though. And what the morale is saying, but that's that's the point that the morale is making. The morale's point is 
the situation is begging to write itself. I, I want, let's, let's take an example. And, and I guess from history, you look back, people think when the Zionist movement came, it affected religious people. It, it talked on the heart, the contacts of strong and so on. But many of the people that were affected by it were assimilated people who somehow felt, I'll never be a Frenchman, I'll never be a German, uh, um, it's, it's not going to happen. It's very hard to explain why. I mean, the half of the Zionists, I mean, half, in, in, in more than half the numbers, were friar people who had actually come. The first rush was to assimilate. When the doors opened, people couldn't assimilate, they began to assimilate. The Jews, many of the Jews were assimilated Jews, really. Uh, I don't you know, Herzl and Nordau, all these people were assimilated, and something told them it's not. And, and the fact that you can have American Jews who are three generations removed from any real Zionist guy, it shows that there's something still pulling towards it. You mentioned that Israel talks to a person for no reason that makes any sense. So that's that, and, and that's what I was saying. It's not. It's there is still there. There has to be that pull because as long as the Shem is strong on the person, anything that's not in its place is waiting to be pulled to its place. That's what yes. The '67 war. That, that is very correct. Most so of the people, I mean, they, 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 I, mean I, I was very involved with a lot of those people. All of the Shuva of the late of the 70s and 80s started with, with that. But, but I'm saying there was an Akuda, the fact that there is an Akuda like that shows you that a person feels Shalobim Como, and anything Shalobim Como looks to find its Mako. Let's take a look one more Akuda, the next one, the next paragraph. Ukamoke. There's a second part of Golas. The scatteredness of Klal Yisrael is not a Dabba TV. Um, let's, let's give an example. Again, I'd like to use an example from the world history. And uh, just kind of, you know, there were almost communists, uh, the Cambodians and, and the Chinese, they took everybody, shaved them, put everybody on the same baggy blue pants, everybody's equal, everybody's a comrade, no distinctions. The minute um, that disappeared, people began to, the intelligentsia began gathering around itself, and the, 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 the business people began gathering around themselves, and the artists around themselves. The tether is that things are like stick together. Just like when you try to mix up fluids and things like that, and you, you mix, 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 if you let it sit, things will begin to coagulate and to concentrate at the same level and so on and so forth. Kalal Yisrael being mefuzer and nifrat is not a natural matzav. Why shouldn't things come together like things should be together? Um, I want to uh, talk about this a little bit on the flip side of it, and I think it's something that we need to identify. Um, one of the most frustrating feelings of people, um, especially today, we was over to big Zibur, relatively of Shomitar Mitzvahs, is where are the leaders and why aren't Rabbanim saying and why are Rabbanim doing and why they're not doing and so on and so forth. There's a constant sense of it. 
And people don't understand that the problem lies at the heart of the massive, that there's no Klal Yisrael. And no one has any, the surah of Klal Yisrael as a Klal does not exist when we're not Bimekomo. Sanhedrin, Malchus, Kahuna, which is Kayin Echad, Mikdash Echad, you know, Vizdech Echad, like, like Rashi says, doesn't exist. It, it, it's a, if we try to introspect a little bit and think about frustrating frustrations, the real frustration is we feel that we are so many and yet we cannot act as a tzibur. Um, the, 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 uh, it's, it's like sometimes you look at the heifer, one of the, one of the, um, one of the spectacular demonstrations of like communist countries like North Korea, you have these huge parades 100,000 people spell out the name of the, of the leader or whatever it is. It, it, the only way you can do it is if you have an absolute machine that puts everything in its place. If you have 100,000 people each of his own data, you can't do that. A, we have zero in terms of the ability to be a cloud. We talk about clients so much, so we get together, we raise money, and we help people, a lot of good things. But there is, goals means when you think something, when something's in its place and rooted, everything comes to one by its roots. That's the Tevat Varm. The Mokom, there's, there's a Musigan Chal of, of, of a Tzir of Sal. The Mokom is Mitzar of everything. In Merchas HaMozni, you have a Tzir of a Mokom. A Mokom is a bias and a Mokom are a Tzir of, of all the Protim. We don't have that. We're Mephuzer. And, and, and we cannot be miskanis because there's no mokom to be miskanis. As long as, as we're not in the place that's called a bias, that gives a circle and puts it around, we don't have it. So if you're not together, how can you have hanhaga? You can not have hanhaga. Uh, I once told someone, this is, this is a perennial question to come up in Asia, a, a parent would come, why do all our opponents agree? Why can't they agree? I said, you know what? When the Sanhedrin was there, so you discussed it, the row of one, and everybody had to follow up side. So today you're not allowed to follow up side. If I'm sitting with a hundred Rabbanim that I consider my equal, and they hold one way and I hold a different way, it's my job to say, Rabbi, say, you're wrong. And, and there's no Amida Luminion that can force me, and, and it's not the Pshat, I, I, you know, I don't have to conform, I'm not allowed to. I think they're wrong. I think it's us, I think it's Mutter. There is, there is zero. There's nobody whose das could be nichba on the tzibur. You have it in mini form. Siddha uh, 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 Shereva can do it because there's a very tight group of people. But on a big oifen, there is no. So the period and the piece of Klaiyosho means it's, it's the second um, result, it's the second manifestation of Golos is that when we are spread out, there's the etzim no achtos. Um, you can get together, there's something, you can have a confederation, you can have a federation, but, but all it is is simply getting together ad hoc at some sort of issue and say, okay, we'll, we'll agree and so on and so forth. It's very interesting, just, and again, I historical note, um, when Agudas Yisrael was formed, there was a tremendous need for it. I mean, you know, the, the, the Shemitah Mitzvahs were under tremendous pressure, external pressures, and Klaisol was really, really um, going downhill. But they needed to come up with a formula. They, they did not want to be in a position 
the way Muslimim and rightfully, this is the Lohman, not, not, they, they, they incorporated a cloud which is called Nahar Nahar Pashte, meaning every river has its own place where it courses. German Jewry has its Mahalach and Taira, and, and Polish Chassidim have their Mahalach, and Lithuanian have their Mahalach, and Hungarian killers have their Mahalach. We're coming to work together for the issues that there's consensus and not for the problem that there is no consensus and that, that belongs to each tzibur in itself. That's as far as we can do in Gaulus. But understand, there's a, there's a terrible frustration. We are always frustrated. Why isn't anything done? The answer is, and being the, the day we are in Gaulus, we don't have a place to be known it from and we don't have a, a and we don't have the ability to be one umma by definition. Yes? Doesn't that minimize, like, when Kleinsville was in Eretzisville, it was it's considered like we're a, a bunch of nations together. Army. Kihal Goyim, yeah. Kihal Goyim, right? Each shavit had its own derech and its own. Yeah. It, wasn't that still true, even in Eretzisville? Even, even when everything was in its Every shavit had its Sanhedrin, had its Besden, and there was a Besden um, the, the The human body works as one organism despite the fact that it has many different birth. Margarine is not achtos. A body is achtos. In other words, um, it, it's, you have different elements working in conjunction. Um, if, if everybody's the same, that's not the, the word achtos really wouldn't apply. It, it is. There were 12 Shvatim, and they all were around the Mishkan, and they, you know, yes, they, they found their own Metzias, and they, there was a Kahal Goyim. It was a, 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 a Goyim, and it was a Kahal. Yes? I just want to go back to what I said before. We, it's not the Pshaka when it goes. The Pshaka is we have an, a Chayt that we're not supposed to bring ourselves out of those. In other words, the, according to the statistics now, Roy Yisrael lives in so, the way it presented, let's say, by, by, uh, by the Shloshah Shavuos, it's not the Pshat only that we're in Gaulus. The Pshat is that we have to be... Well, so we are in Gaulus. We say, even if we hadn't... Um, as it was in Gaulus, and as it brought everybody together to Rishalayim, if you have not seen, but So we're moving there, so those of you who want to come with me, come with me. Okay. As our cipher was... I, I don't know the word of cat. Dibur Shaykh already was that Kufa. But there was a Nevoa to come back after seven years, and they won't come back. I'll give you an example. L let's say you have a house, and because of your matzav was for Mashkin, and you rented it out to somebody else, even if you come home, it doesn't have the school of being your Makhon yet. We're talking about a Yonindarapi, Derech HaSkula. For us at this role today is, um, it's a place that we can only yearn that a Kodesh Baruch Hu give it the school. Look, to some degree, it does have it. There's a weird hour there. We did see a tremendous amount of the Kedushin and Yanim, you know, in, in, in Tyre and so on. But in the real way, yes, we're coming Gullahs. And that's all they also think that the Gullahs are saying. And it's interesting, I just I want to note that when we, if, we, if we're misbinding on the Tefillah, when we're playing at the end of Gullahs, we're saying, we're saying, we're saying, we're saying, we're saying, we're the first part, the first two sentences are extra. What's the reason we can't go to Beis Amigdash? Because there's no Beis What's the Galinu Ratzayin? The answer is, there's no Beis Amigdash because we're not there. It, in, in other words, since we have not yet been given the ability to snap back in the Makom, 
then they can't be the muckle was I had the school to carry. The more strangers that the Indian is because we're involved. And 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 th- that's already the curb is a result of that also. It's like the land shook off everything that's that's part of it. Somebody want to ask questions? Yeah. Rebbe's post carbon when he brought when he said that the Torah is not to look at shaitaras. Yeah. So that's post the carbon of saying, but we still need to ma'achet everybody under one there. Was was that forcing? People? There was it, to some de- to, to, to some degree. Um, Rabbeinu the Rabbeinu Akharim of the Mishnah, like the Ramam says in Zakdama, was a main of of. Um, because he says there was a mini version of it in order in order to in order to give Torah to Kaisal. But it was it was a one time thing for a specific mm-hmm. Indian. And with the Tsim Talmud that stopped as well. You can't do that nowadays. Theoretically if the Rabbanim get together. The, the Ramam does say the Ramam says that if Kol Khachmisol get together they can start the Smita process again. There was one of the most massive um, a Pulmus and Klaus's history, I'm sure everybody's familiar, in, in about in, in the early 1500s. Um, it's, it's a fascinating, I, I don't want to, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a topic in its own right, uh, the, between the Marie Bayrav and the Malbach. If you'll ever see the Shubas, they are from the sharpest Shubas ever written, with fiery language. I mean, it, it, incredible back and forth, but that was the issue that they were talking about. Good, let's just see maybe one more point here and then that will, will so those are two inyanim. And then he says one more inyan, um, yud. Va'oida, va'oid. It's the, the paragraph. Kilafiseida mitzius, en roish etia umon mishabedes vacheres, lahafit oilolel, kashem yisvar pul umo v'umo la'atzmo. You know, it's the third element of Golas is the fact that wherever Kaisal is, not only don't they have their Metsias, they have to wrestle with the superior Metsias that is forcing itself on them. And forget about force by force. We live in America. Whatever it is, we are, it's like, it's, it's like the Uber, it, it's like Goy Mikarev Goy. We are part of another Metsias, whether we like it or not. And not only do we have a hard time finding our own Metsias, we have to wrestle with the metzias that's imposed on us, um, customs and hoggers and so on. And it's also very unnatural. It's natural if, if we would disappear into America, like we said, the Ukrainian, if, if we would become Hasashalm absorbed in the American culture at the end of it. But Kolzman, but it, since that doesn't happen, for us to exist, they're right. It's an anomaly. You're in America, but you're not American. You owe allegiance to America, but it's not your country. You have to keep the laws and serve it and do whatever it is that's required of people, but it's not you. And, and that's, uh, I remember in Asia Torah once, somebody got a letter from his parents, from his mother, and the letter went as follows. And this was a, new, a guy who had just come and had spent a few weeks and was in the process of sort of finding it himself and so on. And he wrote a letter home, and the answer was, I gave a lot of serious thought to what you said. And obviously, a person cannot be both an American and Jewish of the same darga. You know, one is going to be superior and the other one is going to be subordinate. And I think you're right on that. And since it's unthinkable that I'm not an American, I've, I've decided that, yes, I am an American first. The Jewish is something that is a prat in the... I think the person has been obviously arguing the other way around. <laughs> but but it, it's something that every single 
everything by it's not just the mikra only we pick up something. A person not only don't we have our own makom, but we donate from somebody else's makom to some degree. And that's the third chalik of where Golas is so destructive and unnatural to Kaisal. So we have to keep on a Metzias that's not the Metzias Klolis, and therefore, and, and still, uh, and, and still uh, try to keep ourselves. So uh, just to sum up, I guess, the points that the Maral is making. Maral is speaking, and then he speaks about the Gol and Golay with the Hei and the Aleph, uh, and with the Aleph is Achtos versus the Hei is the Pizer. I, I, we don't have time for that, really. But basically, the points are, um, the Metzias of Golas is being thrown out of Eretz Yisrael. What it accomplishes, the destruction it accomplishes at the root level are three things. The, the most shoreshtik Indian is that nothing really can exist without a, a makom and without a yinika from a makom. And therefore, um, we, we're lacking that. And it's like, at best, we're hoping to stay alive so that to the aim of the sitaimoy that we can be replanted again. But we're missing the ability to, to, to exist, in a sense. We're missing something that's essential for existence, which is a makom. And it's full complement of, of itself. It, it, it's an essential form. The second Indian is, if we're not in the, what keeps us together is the tchum, is the makom. And if we're not in the makom, then we're not one entity. Um, and therefore, Kalaisol suffering from a lack of achtos is... Um, intrinsic. It's not just a mikra, but we can't actually come together and be an umma in the sense that we're meant to be. Um, we can work together, we can help each other. There's a lot of good things you can do in the name of Achtas, but at the end of the day, you're not one nation. Um, and the, uh, you're one nation potential, I should say, but not in, 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 in before. And the third thing is you're forced to some degree to be yonic from another Metzias. Whatever mitzvahs we have, we're getting culturally ideas and mannerisms and so on. <coughs> we're being yonic from another culture, and, um, and and that is something that is very difficult. It's like goyim of goy. You're growing up in a womb of a mother that's not really a mother. And that's mafdim. Those are three things. And the morale's point is because they are so devastating in the sense they are against the grain of real existence, it's Valkarfok going to have to come back to its place. If Kleisel will survive, we can't say Kleisel will survive for Netzach in this Metzius. <coughs> this Metzius does not have a Nitzchistic survival, no matter how good it sometimes it looks. But it's like a plant. No matter how well it thrives outside, it's going to have to come back. And therefore, the Nitzanim of the Geula lie in the Tzara of the Golas itself, it lies. Yes? Is there a Metzchot that says that However you'll put it, whatever it is, but, but a mokom is action for everything. It, it, uh, the fact that a woman was taken from a man doesn't automatically create shalom bias. 
the crazy Hintzel Shlombay, Shlombay is the relationship. But the relationship is possible because it's Shavish, that's remarkable. And, and in, in other words, however, we're talking on, on, on the conceptual level, is Akash Prabhu created Hashpah's the world through Mekomos. And therefore, some Umos, um, every Umo gets a Tsar and it's Mokom. Eretz Yisrael is a Mokom, which I have to have. You see the Marshall, even Goyim who worship of observing Eretz Yisrael couldn't stay there because the Anhaga, the Mokom Eretz has a different Anhaga. Um, it's, it's, you know, they, 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 they could worship of observing the other places, but when they Kusim came to Eretz Yisrael, I mean, as it speaks about it, hey, nay, for Eretz, long did we remember, I don't know if the Mokom has halakhically and Teichen schools. Obviously, just being there and not tapping into those schools is not going to get there. I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not coming to say that just living there in itself is the end of it. But I'm saying that is the Mokom of Hashem. If Hashem is not there, it's certainly not. It, so it doesn't mean anything. But, but, but it, has, it does come with the Mokom. And there cannot be Uganda will not substitute itself, and no other place will substitute itself. Not even only. Um, <laughs> Close second. Um, Close second. Okay, um, I, I guess I have uh, Rabbi Shields is kind enough to present me a list of questions. Um, if I knew the answer to these questions, I would open a school and and sort of uh, sweep, you know, sweep the market. I mean, these are the questions. Um, I think last time we spoke a little bit. Uh, some question like this, I don't, I don't remember if it was here. A few caveats. I am. I've been also uh, most of my life, but not the age groups that most of you all see. And it's a different world. It's not right to. Um, it, it, it doesn't. There's no one formula in a doma. A five-year-old, to a ten-year-old, to a fifteen-year-old, to a twenty-year-old. It's different worlds in terms of um, what what they are and what motivates them. Uh, I do have some chats with the high school. The high school is in Silver Spring. It's, it's sort of physically in the base medish. So I, I can, I mean, I can share some some thoughts and feelings. Um, also, in a dome in a place that come that the kids come from extremely um, motivated homes, where the parents feel that the school is not giving enough Yiddishkeit to schools that work with children where the parents feel they're giving way too much Yiddishkeit. I mean, that's the reality that you live with. And in a dome makom to makom, like we spoke about makomos, each makom has its own um, dynamics. Uh, it's, it's very interesting. I myself went through it. I grew up in America in a very, the, um, is, is the old RJJ. That was the first guild, but it's nothing like RJJ today. It was a very, I guess, middle road school. It was kind of, it was categorized as to the right of YU and to the left of Tarvadas. Um, it was a big inner city school with all sorts of kids. Camp was a very positive thing. And, you know, playing ball in camp with, with Ruach and singing Ahashalt was a very, very good thing. And I remember hearing a Shadron once speaking, and he knocked it. And it bothered me until I came to Israel and I saw. You know, in that July and August were regular manim in yeshiva. I, I remember when I was in America, I went to camp always, and I could not imagine a vacation that's less than eight or nine weeks. I didn't know what, how you could vacation completely enough. I came to that the first year I was learning. I was a kid. I was uh, I, I was 17, and all of a sudden I take my head out of the bar and I say, Hey, 
It's July 23rd now. Like, I mean, we're, we're like, hey, I mean, we're holding in the middle of the, the first month, was in Durham, I think, the first summer that I was there. Like, we like, what happened to vacation? Like, you know, there's like a measly three week sandwich in. And the answer is, you know, every place has its, its, its chunis and chinuch varies. We could talk a little bit at generalities and please look at it as, um, I certainly don't have that story in any sense of the word, and certainly in this area. These are thoughts and feelings. If if they um, if if they're helpful, good, and if not, uh, tell me. Okay, um, I'll, I'll read. I guess the questions, and then uh, we'll go through it. The first one is about davening. Should kids, boys, girls, pre and post bar mitzvah be forced to daven? B. What is the minimum kavanah we want our students to achieve? C. Any suggestions on how to improve davening in schools? Two, relevance of limud Torah. How do we answer the boys who are not interested in learning as they see it as not relevant to their lives? Standard answers like it will matter in the future. Just believing the Kedusha of Torah doesn't seem to relate to many students. Three, current events. Should time be taken out of Torah time to discuss current events and teach Ashkafa? Four, trusting Chazal. How do you explain when a kid says, why do rabbis always make it tough on us? Examples like not playing an instrument on Shabbos, not watching TV on Shabbos, are all extra xeris. Since rabbis make mistakes, why can't we argue with Chazal and say they make a mistake? Five, honesty and grading. Can teachers change an academic grade in order to show parents poor conduct? Six, teaching Ikre Muna. What is an effective way of teaching Ikre Muna? Wow. There's two more questions that came in later about um, hitting back a kid that's bullying you. And one more question I forgot. I think it's Mr. Friedman's question. Well, there was one more question that you were talking about. What? The Holocaust fair. Uh, it's a Holocaust fair question. Okay, so, you know, let's go. We'll talk about I'll it. I'll regular <laughs> um, Let's talk a little bit about it, and then we'll discuss it. The first one is davening. And, and let's talk a little bit about some of the dynamics, what the issues are, and so on. The, the, the problem with something like davening is, and this tends to be across the board uh, to many schools. Um, I know in Silver Spring, which is kind of most kids come from from homes where the parents do daven, and yet the, the problem with the, 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 the level of the davening is really pretty difficult to attain. Well, let me tell you why I think a lot of the issue is maybe there are some had saws how to change it, but let's take two steps back and talk about the chlal about a certain point. Let's get to all of these. Um, there's a cloud the morale says in a lot of places that the mimutza must have something of both sides. In other words, whenever you're trying to bridge a, a, a gap, you need to have qualities of this side and the other side. A good mediator, both sides will feel they understand something of their sides, find something of both sides, and so on. That's the olive base. A mechanach is a mediator. What he's doing is he's taking a person, he's taking a child, and he's taking an ideal, Taira, and he's trying to bridge the two. He's trying to bring one to the other. <coughs> What's the instrument that one uses? And the answer is, again, in the big, big picture, Divri Chazal are called Mishle. Mishle is the safer of Psuki. What a marshal is, I don't mean a marshal. I don't mean just to restrict it to a much like the man. A marshal in a big picture is the following. Someone comes along to me and he said, you never, he never saw a plane. What's an airplane? I said, I'll tell him, you ever see a bus? Yeah, people sit 
and it goes from one place to another place. Did you ever see a bird? Yes. Imagine a bus with wings, so it takes people from place to place, but it does it through the air rather than the ground. So by taking two things that the person is familiar in his world with, I know what an airplane looks like, and he knows what a bus and a bird looks like, and I combine the two, I'm able to transfer an idea to him. So the, the reason why the Sefer of Chachma, Shlomo Malach gave Mishalim. For us, like, Dum the Magad is Mishalim. Shlomo Malach, he, 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 he said a thousand mashal and, and, and so on. The answer is because all of the teaching of Chachma is really Mishalim. And when a good Rebbe is masba something, he takes an idea that's kind of out of your field of understanding. He knows the elements that are in your field of understanding. And he puts it into those um, kalim. So every type of chinuch, a mechanach, is taking the kalim of the kids and using the right kalim, the right, he's using the right nekudas to transfer something else into it. That's the Yisod Mishorosh of any teaching and of chinuch. So the first question, so whatever language you're going to talk to the kids, you're going to have to live the kids' um, mentality, and so on. A marshal about a king was phenomenal in Europe. Like there was, a, there was an old Yidnazabir, an older person, a very astute person, was not sitting and saying, you know, he said, you know guys don't understand what a king is? He said in Warsaw, I think it was, or Minsk, or somewhere, they, had, they built a huge new railway terminal, and the Tsar came down to be mechanachet, to, 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 to dedicate it. He looked at it, and he made with his nose. The next day, the architect committed suicide. The, the, you know, it, it wasn't because they would kill him. It's just like the world caved in. That was the, he said, that was, that was a king. We don't have. So to use today a marshal about a king is meaningless. Imagine a great majestic king. Um, Queen Elizabeth is the great majestic king, and her kids are certainly not role models. So <laughs> what, is it, what does it say to someone who uses a marshal a king? It doesn't say anything anymore. So, so, so you need to get a sense of the kids' ideals and mindset and transfer material that way. My father's a friend of Rachel, was an extraordinary person. He was a he was Babas, he was Yeshivas, but um, he was a person that had a tremendous koach of Asbara and talking to people. And um, if I remember you know, the uh, he was older already. He, I, he was sick and I came uh, and I came to help take care of him, it was ready his last year and it was very hard for him to take care of him. And I had, I went to speak someplace in like a very modern Orthodox place. And my father asked me what I thought was, what are you going to say? And I started telling him, and he cut me short, and he said, no. I asked, who are you talking to? Before you think of what to say, you have to first think of who you're talking to. What are the concepts that are meaningful and build on that? You can't start with what you want to say and, and work with that. Um, in the same way like advertising. You start, when they advertise, they don't say, what's good about the car, and I'm going to advertise them. What do people want? If people, if, if people want to look cool, so we're going to have a cool guy standing next to the car. It doesn't make a difference um, what the car is. That's, I'm, I'm first I have to ask myself, what's going to turn this person on? Um, that's the craft of trans, transferring material from one world of ideas to another world of ideas. Let's talk about Philip. What you really want to, and Tefillah is a very tough one, because what you really want to do is translate regish from the world of the kids' regish to davening. That is very hard to do, because a school is not built 
really for regish. It's a classroom, it's tests, it's chalk, school board, noisy kids, rowdy kids. Divi Chachmam have a chance. You can get the smart kids worked out and then other kids. Divi Regish is hard. So it, it, occasionally you have Rebbeim who have the koach to give a Regish to mood in a classroom, and then that can be used to transfer to fill up. The much harder one is most people don't have. That's an extraordinary koach to get people worked up emotionally. And even somebody who's a very good Rebbe doesn't have to have that koach. My feeling, and again, this is my feeling with Muslims now in high school by us, and it's, it's if, if you can get, not class time, but like Shabbaton, Kumsitz type time, where you can get a person where the kids will sing together on something inspirational. Somebody who has the koach, there was a person who did it at a Shabbaton once at the yeshiva here, at Shvalki, Brazil, and the kids really got into it. During a time like that, you, you that's a time that lends itself. You tell the kids, you know, so many people are suffering, so this and that. We're going to sing this together, and it's a kind of a prayer. If you take a moment that the kid is inspired, and you call it a prayer, you now have the beginning of transitioning it. And then, if you have experiences of that nature, and for myself, I remember going to camp. It did give me that. Camp had the atmosphere. We could have a lot of singing and all sorts of lava malkas and things like that. And Somebody's, and, 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 and you call that tefillah, so now when you come to davening, you say, do you remember how you felt when you were singing L'shaim Irchob Rachim Tashuv, and you felt so much? You can have that same experience if you think about it every day. But, but so now I have a base for the regish to translate it in, into this. Most kids today don't have any experience of that nature. Um, you know, it, it, it's, it's dead. And so how am I going to inspire him to regish if he never had regish to start with? It, it's like telling a blind kid, it's like Lolaino, a deaf mute child, to teach him how to speak is very difficult because he doesn't have a paradigm for it. The biggest problem with teaching Dominic is there's no paradigm for a regish to moment. And, and to look for ways, and usually a Friday night, if you can invite a few kids, and you know, and again, it, it unfortunately takes a lot of kovas and nefesh, not everyone possesses. You tell a very moving story, and then you sing a song that expresses something, that story. You tell a story about somebody in, in the Shoah holding on to Zemun, and then you sing Animai Mabuna Shleima, and then you speak to the kids, you know what? Every single day we say, B'nei and Atalachios Mesim, and so on. Um, I, I remember a, a story that shook me, that gave me a long time kafana. I was at a, at a chasana of a bachar in Shiva. In my days, and he married a girl named uh, Yakubovich from Yisrael. Her father was not alive anymore. She was a Soma. And Rabbi Yakub Nyman's friend of Rachel, he was the Rosh Hashiva of Ar Yisrael. Um, we're talking about in like 71, 72, this might happen. Spoke at the Hasan. And as Yisrael, they don't usually speak at Hasan. He said, I need to tell over a story. He said, I want the Hasan to know who his father was. <coughs> He said his, her father was Europe, from Europe. He was in the concentration camps, but he hid out in the forest. And the life was as grueling there as could be. They, they lived in a, in a ditch with all the bodily filth. Food was terribly scarce, fruit frozen to death. And if the Germans caught them, if the Pollocks caught them, if anybody caught them, they probably would be shot. And this, this went on day in, day out. And one day he got up. He said, I'm frozen. 
I haven't eaten in a while. I'm, I'm, I'm completely in filth. And, um, and if somebody were to offer me to trade places with President Roosevelt, I would tell him no. It was, I mean, the, the, the story was, it took me, I mean, for a long time when I got to that bracha, it was a, it was a very shaking experience. But, but it's rare. It, but if you need to find those moments, anytime you have a story that has some regish in it, if you're able to translate the words <coughs> into filler words, like you say, you know, isn't that what we say every day? The, the, the child will gradually absorb the transition of regish from one to the other. So it, um, it, it needs, it, you need to be on the lookout for, if you can create those events where you get together and you have something that's emotionally uplifting. And look, when you, when you sing a song, you know, Tov Lotus, you look for songs that come from uh, filler, it helps the child later when it comes across it, you say, and they can stick about it. They say, you know what, we sat together and we felt so much. We can, we, we can create it with all of that. I mean, imagine if all of that every day would look like that. So, so you have at least a starting point where it was fine. That's my feelings about it. Should the kids be forced to daven? Um, so I would say it, it, the following. And again, it's Kedabi I'm, I'm not coming from any experience, really, not coming from any Dastar of any sort. I don't have any Dastar. It depends. If a kid comes from an environment where his parents and society around him dabbles three times a day, then this can be, you know, you're supposed to come with a certain dress code. They look at this. This is what is the right thing to do, and the kid knows it's the right thing to do. And, you know, he'll bicker about that, doesn't mean anything, doesn't talk to anything. We'll deal with that problem. But listen, this is the Tzuras Achaim, this is the Derech Achaim. You don't need to apologize. If you have an environment where kids are coming, from homes like Hedid at Don Davin and don't see anything wrong with it, then you have to think twice. Maybe they should just do some parts of it. You know, like a, a school that's a, a, a community school with kids, non-Orthodox. Um, there, there's room to say to yourself, maybe they should just say this or that or the other thing. The problem starts in a, in a type of school <coughs> where nominally it might be Orthodox, but their parents don't Davin. He knows that his father doesn't have Shachas. But officially, the school's policy is that every from person I'm Those are very problematic situations because there's a disconnect and a hidden tension there where the kid is being, a kid who comes from a home where his father dies three times a day, he knows it's right. And unless there's been a, a terrible problem there and his rebellion gets unterrible, the kid knows this is the right thing, like eating with a fork and a knife. We can philosophize why it's important to eat a fork and a knife. At the end of the day, that's what we do. That's the Seder at Verm. And the kid understands that that's correct. In a place where you know it's not expected, no one does it. Then, then you're trying to inspire him and to pass the loyal pass. The real issues happen in a place where not only it's one thing, so the kid feels he's being forced to do something that's not emis. My father's not doing a sheker, so that means that davening is not a real chiyuv, and just being forced to do it because the principal wants it that way or the rabbis want it that way. That is a difficult issue. I'm not sure how to deal with it. That's one of the really difficult issues in today's setup, where you have a wide disconnect between what the parents say officially they want. And, you know, every parent of a school like that will want to have davening, and of course davening, 
But he knows his father has put on film lists before days. I'm not sure. Those are difficult situations, and I'm not sure how you deal with kids with that. I, I, um, so I get to answer the question. In a place where that's the social norm, they should be forced. You don't have to sit on top of them and say said, that he said every word. But davening is part of the school curriculum, and you're davening. You have a problem with kavana? We'll deal with that. We will deal with the kavana and that. But you don't stop eating with a fork and a knife. You don't stop taking a shower because you think if nobody took a shower, it wouldn't be a problem. It's a great idea. We could talk about it. But this is, this is what we, and this is what's there, and that's it. A, a kid will accept it. Um, what is the name of kavana and what the kids achieve? I don't think that that's the right question. I think, like we said before, the question is we want them bachlal, to have a sense of regish because the problem is they don't have those experiences and we need to, like we said before. Okay. Two, relevance of limit atayra. How do we answer the boys who are not interested in learning as they see it, as they see it as not relevant to their lives? Standard answers like it will matter in the future just to believe in the Kedush of Torah doesn't seem to relate to many students. That's definitely correct. Um, so let, let's talk a little bit about, and going back to the point that we said before. Um, this depends a lot on the age and it depends a lot on the setting. Like, and, and therefore, we're talking with two variables. We have an x and a y axis. What age are we talking about? And what? But let's let's um, go back to um, our muscle thing. What speaks to the kid? So you can, um, in a kid who grows up in a yeshivish environment, where Everybody is all about, he's a huge Talmud Chacham, he's a great Talmud Chacham, ah, he's an Amaretz, and so on. The way to motivate the kid is very simple. You tell him, you don't want to be an Amaretz, and you, you, know, you, you want to be like a guy who gets the brisk or something, and, uh, you know, and we start with that. So, so, so you, you've latched onto something that talks to him. It's got its, it's, got its downsides, that it's a little bit on the Shema side, but, but, but you're, you're latching to something else. If you're talking to a kid who is a bright kid, or a reasonably bright kid in, a, in, a, in an environment, an intelligent environment, but is distant from Yiddishkeit. In other words, a very kind of lukewarm Yiddishkeit, but, but the kid is, does well at his limude chol and so on and so forth. <coughs> Start a conversation like this and say, what do you take in your secular subjects? I take science. Are you planning on being a scientist? You told me you want to be a lawyer. Or the kid learns American history. You told me you want to be a scientist. Why are you taking that? Honestly, do you think if you were making a school, your curriculum would only be science or only history or only whatever? An honest kid would say, no, it's important to know the world that you live in. It's, it's, this is, you, you know, you, how could you use a computer and a car and this and that? And you don't even know what it's all about. It's a, a, a normal person wants So then you say, you're living as a Jew. You, you're, you're keeping so many mitzvahs and doing so many things. Um, do you want to be like, like an Aborigine? Do you know nothing about it? You know, you want to just hear what the rabbi says? Do you, don't you want to be in a position to evaluate your rabbi? Don't you want to be in a position to say an intelligent opinion about it? Here you took the kid has an intelligent bent to him. He wants to do things that are, um, he wants to do things that are intelligent. He wants to be an intelligent member of society. By understanding that if you don't know Gemara, you're an Amaretz. No ifs, ands, and buts. You can know Piskei Alochas, you can know philosophies as much as you want. If you don't understand it from the Shoresh, then you're an Amaretz. Then you have the Pesach to give it to him. And there's one of the things, it, it appeals a lot to about Shuba. You tell him, do you want to remain a Balchuba for the rest of your life? What the rabbi said, and this rabbi said, this rabbi said, this, you're not in a position to evaluate 
It's like somebody going for a medical condition and the doctor, one doctor says this, one doctor says this. We're not doctors and we can't override their opinion, but I want to have the minimal intelligence to know like, what they're talking and where the machlokis is and who seems to be just out of the loop and who seems to be so on and so forth. So here you have a type of speech that for a kid with a certain bent, it will make sense. Um, it, it's a kid who's very anti-chazal. You also have what to deal with. You tell him, listen, right now, it's like you're arguing against Einstein. You know nothing, you, you haven't taken algebra. Why don't you want to be in a position to know something so that you can make some very intelligent arguments? It, it, you need to find the bent of the kid and try to work with what motivates him in other areas Admittedly, it's very hard for a kid who only wants basketball to find how, how that will m motivate. Um, it, it, I, you know, it, it, there are limitations. I, 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 I'm not, I, but I'm saying you need to start with where the kid's mentality is and work from that. Um, you're right, Kedusha's Torah and if you're so on. Another way to, uh, you, you, many kids have told, you know what? This is the only thing you're learning in school that really teaches you to think. This is the purest way of thinking. It's dialectical argument. You don't have it. Science books is a textbook tells you X. The history books tell you this. This is the way that develops a thinking person. That's another approach. All of these are advertisements. The first thing you have to know is your customer. And there are some ages when it's going to be very hard. You know, an argument that flies well with a 16-year-old intelligent boy might not fly well with an 11-year-old who's very disruptive. I don't, I don't, you know, but I'm, I'm just saying, in terms of the argument, you're right. You need to find the type of thing that speaks to the kid and translate Gemara into, into that language. Right. And so later in the year, he told his friends, he says, because I want to prove how stupid all these things really are. Right now, I don't know enough. I haven't heard that line. <laughs> no, you know what? I'll tell you the truth. The, 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 I, I once read, actually, I'll use a Marshall from uh, a myth book that I once read as, as a kid. I used to like reading a lot of things. And it went with the, it, it was explaining vectors and, and tacking. And it gave the following Marshall. Very, very interesting. A ship is traveling, a sailboat is traveling. Now, um, we have three situations. The wind is blowing with it, so that's the best situation. The wind's blowing with it, goes straight. You have one of two other situations. You have the ability, there's, there's a situation where there's no wind, and a situation where the wind is blowing against it. Which is the better situation? I would say no wind is, is neutral. The wind against it, and the answer is no. Because if the wind is blowing against it, you do something which is called packing, which means you move the sail at an angle, and it'll go this way. And then you move it at an angle again, and it goes this way. Because every force can be split into different forces, different components. So you don't have to go against the wind. You use the wind to take you here, and then you use it to take you here, and here, and here. So it's a little longer. No wind is the worst. Apathy is the worst thing. There's, there's a, a Vartan Balshemtov, which I was surprised that they haven't burnt the sperm because of it. But it's a, mur <laughs> it's a murder of Marshall. It's, it's called Ishashit Venalibo Lashem. And he says the following muscle. He says, a king once had a son that was a low yutzlach, a real prince. You know, he, he had no interest in anything. He couldn't get anything. You know, the kids say he hired pedagogues, nothing went. One day, the mechanic, the pedagogue came and he said, 
the news is even worse. Not only has Yenokhei Shit to learn, he's found himself a girlfriend also, and he's into that. So the king said, oh, at least we have a gilu of some sort of rotsa. We can start working with it. You can't see her unless you, unless you, unless you finish your yomea. You can't this, you can't that. So he said, as long as there's a divas left, that's Lashem. You know, apathy is dead. And until Tchiyas amazing, dead things don't move anymore. Living things, it, it might be going against you. Even the content, it's, it's dangerous. But, but if there's no other hechatimsa, you navigate. You say, okay, let's get into it. Wow, and, and you know, you said a good svar. A lot of times, if you say, say you said a good svar, and even Rick Vegas said something like it. I remember there was a safer once that, I don't know if I forgot, I didn't think it was a very, um, I, don't, I, don't, I never cared for the safer and didn't look in the Once I had to open up, and he said something that I thought about. <laughs> and I said, oh, you know, it's a fantastic safer. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Why? Because a kid, the same kid who's out to attack, if you tell him, wow, that kasha thing, sure ask exactly like you, he's, he, he all of a sudden starts, you know, it, 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 he starts feeling with it. So that's what I'm saying. Certainly the content is not a, it's not a good thing, but better to win against it, there be some win there than nothing. Now, that kid is a very difficult kid. And um, what some people, I mean, what they experimented with a class in, in um, by us in Yeshiva, they had this past year class given by Dr. Schwartz. And it, it did something very interesting. A lot of kids, there's a, there's a belief that everyone likes Chachma. Chachma is something The problem is when somebody is given things that are beyond his capacity of Chachma, he's lost and begins to dread it. So, so it, um, not everyone will enjoy a Pilpo and Gemara. If you take the same kid and you work with Mishnayis, and you do the homosefta, and you do Pilpo, what does he hold? Why do you think he holds that? This and that. You can like the spark sometimes of interest also. That's your pretty. In other words, the big job is to move from apathy to something. Once you have something, even if it's a counter, like you said, even if it's this, a lot of times, um, you can move it, scale it down a little bit, and the thing that a kid can master, he asks a very good question on the Mishnah, and so what do you say? And, you know, by the way, that's what Kachin Mara says, and answers, like you said, differently. Then you have also beginning, the kid feels he can do it, and he begins to enjoy it. The vast majority, Avasa Chachma lies in a person. The big problem is that it's just like a kid who has a pulpit that's way beyond what it can take, turns off. For a lot of kids, Gemara, until later age, is a pulpit that they can't handle. Scale it down, and the main thing is to try to get an interest. That, that's what I've seen. Uh, um, it's, um, yeah, staying as like a matter of future which doesn't seem to, to relate to many students. Three, current events. Should time be taken out of Torah time to discuss current events and to teach Ashkafa? Um, again, it, it depends on the environment, depends on which kids and so on. I definitely think that um, current events should be taught. But first of all, the teacher obviously has to, it has to come not to Pshat because I'm tired, they didn't have time to prepare, so we'll, we'll talk about Iran or something like that. Um, it's not, that, that's obviously, the kids pick up on it very quickly, and the class tends to turn into, it, this is instead of that. There's a story from um, Dr. Mendel Kaplan, that's, I guess it's famous, it's printed in the book, and it's known that he occasionally would take a New York Times and read it, and the, the Oilum Cain Trevelia complains about it, 
And he said, Rebbeim to teach Gemara, there are many in, in America, but there's only one Rebbe that can teach in New York Times. <laughs> and that's a, but it's very, but the, but the important part is, it's very important to know, you, a person's making a great assumption with that, that he can give it the right spin. Um, I, first of all, I, I'm, I personally, I'm, I'm not a big sports fan, and therefore when you start talking about sports and seeing insights in it, it bothers me, because I, I think sports is the essence of it is not current events. It's not an event that has no buffer. Again, if there are kids that there's the only thing they'll hear, if this is the only way it'll go, talk about anything you want. But it's not to an average kid, but a person should, but the lesson to be learned has to be something that intelligent. For instance, if the only lesson is that all game are bad, they're always ready to call you strong, that's, the kid picks up very quickly on that, and if the kid is coming from, from a broader environment, he's going to be tested, resented. Okay, so we Jews are great as them. But if a person can pick up insights, I remember Reb Chaim Shmulevitz had a sister, Reb Gittel, um, who lived in the building of Meir Shiva, a world sadaikist. She was married to Reb Yitzchak Valshin, who was one of the great Tabarik Talmidim. He died in Siberia. Zivik Shenik was married to Reb Chaim Zafinkel, a, a brother of Shver. So, so she was kind of twice related to family. She, and I remember her already as an Almanic period. And she was like a very big Tadekis. She was a big Hasida of Rabbi Zinyafin, who lived um, two blocks down, uh, right, right underneath my Shvera's house. And um, she would go there every Shalosh Shudas. A few Rebbitsons would come to Rabbi Zinyafin and shoes and whatever. Rabbi Zinyafin was an extraordinarily sharp. She was a daughter of Altenavardic. She was a very sharp, very, very sharp woman. A lot of Chachman, Das. So I just remember she came back, Rebbe Gittel came back from one Shalashudas with tremendous inspirers. Rebbe Zinyafin had spoken, it was when Johnson, President Johnson died. Um, and they'd written up in the article about his humble background and how he became a president at a very, very important time. And the Rebbe Zinyafin expounded on see how a person can make use of cocos that he doesn't have, and at the right time, and so on and so forth. That, that, so she came back and she said, you know, to learn the Sils Hashem a lot of people. To, to, to read a newspaper, only the rabbits knows that the woman is called the end. She was the end, and she knows how. A person should look at it and, and, and uh, pick out things that are insightful. For instance, just when President Obama became president, sit down. And let the kids tell them, imagine all the African Americans who for hundreds of years were in a, you know, the Chaisdarga, enslaved, and so on. And imagine the pride they feel, what it means also this and that. And then compare it. So first of all, there is a sensitivity to humans. The Chavetz Chaim, it says, used to always inquire about the plight of the slaves in America. And he used to be very moved by the stories of the chesed to each other and so how they cared for each other. It's written, it's printed, and his, his son writes about it and so on. Um, first of all, that's an important point. Let people be sent. And then say, you know, we had the same thing. You know, from Yeshiva Legula, for 210 years, we had it much harder. And we were the dregs of the earth. We were, we were the, the garbage of, of Mitzrayim. And one day, someone came and said, we're free. Can't we identify? Use it a little more sophisticated instead of saying, okay, Iran is bad and Iraq is bad and they, these guys are bad and those guys are bad. And, you know, explain to them, look at the front kind of the Muslims when it's not tempered by any chesed. Take, see how far 
um, mishpat goes, a cruelty becomes um, when there's no sense of goodness to it. It, it has to be a little more sophisticated and, and then just all go a bit, all Jews are good, and if you don't want to tire, you're going to end up like Madoff. There has to be a little, a little, <laughs> more, has to be a little, a little more sophisticated than that. It's, it's uh, you know, it, I'm, 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 but it, so definitely there should be some time. Um, I think it's, it's a problem. It certainly helps make Torah a lot more realistic to people from, from a very broad environment. And my personal feeling is, even Yeshiva Bachem, there's, there's an insularity where there's no world around you. There are people dying, there are people living. Um, you know, I was speaking to Abdullah Epstein, Shabbat Fuhr once, and he was talking about the Palestinian problem. And he said, don't you understand that when people are locked up and looking at them, green fields and beautiful homes and saying, these are our homes, this is our place, that they're going to explode? I mean, understand it from the other side also. Rachmas Adas and Das should be the person certain Rachmas to understand the issue from different sides. And the people should feel it that it's, it's, it's you know, the, the, the fact that you, the Torah teaches you to look at all the Tzadim and then be Machriya Shaila should express itself on these things as well. Trust in Chazal. How do you explain when a kid says, why do the rabbis always make it tough on us? Examples like not playing an instrument on Shabbos or watching, not watching TV on Shabbos, didn't know TV all, all week long. Are all extra xeris. Since rabbis make mistakes, why can't we argue Chazal and say they made a mistake? Okay. Um, again, I would, instead of arguing with a kid, uh, there are two points made here. Chazal made a mistake, why can't we argue with Chazal and say they made a mistake? That's a point which you say to yourself, you know, it's interesting that it's only when you have a cheshit to something that Shiloh became this order. Like, are we honestly evaluating Chazal, or the only issue you seem to have is because you want to watch TV Shabbos afternoon? But more than that, on the Etzim thing itself, take a marshal, and this is the type of thing that I know in the Washington mentality would work well. Tell the kids a story. You renovated your kitchen, and you really needed to, was, it was really falling apart, and you called the contractor, and he drew plans, and he said it will cost $45,000. And you took a deep breath, and he said, that's like a two-year salary in the academy and so. And then, and then, you said, then he says, you know what? Um, Three years in the army. <laughs> 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 he was laughing at the Navy train at the. But, uh, but, but, okay, so, so you say to him, then the guy said to me, he nodded and winked and said, I'll tell you something. The reason why it's so darn expensive is because Maryland is overregulated. The type of sugar. The wire has to be 10 times the size. I will make it as safe as my house is, it's not going to be cold. I'll get it by the inspectors. It'll cost you $15,000 instead of $45,000. And I guarantee you, on my Achrayas, nobody's going to be burnt in the house. Nobody's going to be electrocuted. I'm personally taking responsibility. You tell it to the kids that it is stuck. Most kids will say, that's terrible. That's playing with my <laughs> Why? Because everyone realizes that safety, you don't want to make one margin. You don't want the wire to be strong enough for the current. You don't want to be five, five times as strong. You don't want to build an elevator to fit what you think will go there. You want it to fit 10 times because with safety, you don't play and so on. The reason you don't play with safety, you, you, you know, you, you want it. Now, why is it that the term don't feel that way? The, the Chazanish once said, someone asked Chazanish, why are you so machmir? And he said, you're making a mistake. He said, everybody's machmir. An article is in the paper that milk is not healthy for you. There'll be a 10% drop in the sales of milk for a few weeks so people will get over it. But its Torah is 
It's pro forma, like, you know, as long as the rabbi said it's okay, the rabbi is on his head. Doesn't it show a lack of precision for Shabbos? Chazal looked at Shabbos as the most important thing. Don't we want to make a safety factor of five notches? And you know darn well that when TV's on, once it's playing, and there's another channel or something better, you put it on the wrong channel before Shabbos. You don't think you turn the knob to that channel? So if Shabbos is not so important, so you're right. But doesn't it show a lack of integrity, a lack of, 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 of appreciation for Shabbos? In other words, so you're taking something where every kid understands that you, you, when you build something at home, electricity, when you redo electricity, you want it to beat the code because it's very important. Transfer that over to, to, to something like, uh, you know, like, like the Xeris of Shabbos. The reason why there was such common Xeris is because, because of how strongly I felt about these things. Um, the same thing with why can we argue Hazal and say they made a mistake? Well, in this case, what you need to explain also is Hazal were talking about very human characteristics. Um, maybe they made a mistake, but maybe the guy who made that code was also made a mistake. But you'd rather err and pay a few more dollars and get, and get something safe. Hazal evaluated human nature that once music is playing, you get into it and you lose yourself. Um, and, and, and you know, you, you fill around with it. And we want to make sure that we stay very clear. So you don't have to go and say, Hazal made a mistake. You just say, well, if, if they made a mistake, so it, it's, it's no harm done. If you made a mistake, you're going to be paying with Chol Shabbos. And Chol Shabbos is thus very essential. Five, honesty and grading. Can teachers change an academic grade in order to show parents poor conduct? Um, okay. Generally speaking, um, it's important that the kids perceive the teacher as being honest. In other words, if the kid's marks were good and he knows that, the, the, and, and he feels that it was a personal vendetta of the teacher, that's going to be, it, it's going to be difficult. But what you can do is, and again, there are obviously limitations because you work for an institution, but the class starts, say, Rabbi Isaac, let me tell you something about the way I see Chumash class or math class. I'm not grading how much math you know. That, you, you know, you'll, you'll take at some point an SAT or a standard test, now that. I'm grading the environment and the class. How much are you part of the class and how much are you into it? The marks you get on the test for the knowledge mm -hmm. is one part of it. The participation in the class, the environment you're in is part of it. Part of your mark is going to be how much you've made it is that. And that is one way to do it. And the second way, you don't need to feel, you can add a note and say, so-and-so, your son, you know, it's, it's sometimes done, got the 100 old math test. However, there are issues that he needs to deal with as a human being. No, that's, a, that's, that's a, it, it, I, I think it's a more honest approach and it works better with the kid than if I drain the mark, because then the kid feels bitter. But if, but if you lay down and say, listen, I want to say something, you know everything about a triangle there is to know but you, you're a subhuman when it comes to other things. That's, 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 you know, that's the way it is. It's, it's uh, you know, it's, uh, there's, there's, I, I believe there's room in report cards for remarks. And you, know, you can say it in a more diplomatic way. I, I, know, I know that it's not the way you want to write, but you can say, you know, there are other areas that you feel you could write. A, a six, teaching Ikri Muna. What is an effective way of teaching Ikri Muna? So um, I think also we might have mentioned last year. My feeling is like this. Um, if you leave the floor open to argue about intellectually about issues of Amuna, 
Um, you're always asking for an argument, and the very rarely that you can convince people with an open argument. Um, when I read somewhere a quote, when an argument starts with, I don't understand what you mean, it never ends with, now I understand what you mean. You know, that, that's, not, that, that's not, you know, people, and especially kids, teenagers, are argumentative. They like to argument, and, and you know, they have a ball with it, and it'll never finish off with the death. Um, yes? You said teenagers. I'm wondering, uh, oh, when you say Ikari Muna should be even outrageous, or is it something that should be implied? So, so let's go slowly. Ikari Muna in the dry sense of going through Sefer Ikrim or Sefer Rambam, no, I'm not a big chassid of it because um, it, it's, it's just somewhat mechanical for the kids and it's begging for trouble. You've got to believe this is going to raise why. You know, it, it, it's Ikari Muna in the sense there's HaKadosh Baruch Hu, there's Ashkacha, there is good and bad, there is obligations on a person, and every person is going to have to stand and give judgment to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Those are the things, and Torah is the way that teaches a person right from wrong. Those are things that the kid needs to learn in school. If anything, you know, if he's learned anything, those are the most important ikrim. Um, and those are the ikrim. The way to do it is not by raising it as an issue, but by slowly... Um, you know, slowly dripping it in in other ways. Um, when you talk about every person is going to have to face someday an answer, did I do right? Kids will, will every kid feels that that's right. You know, it, 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 when, when, when it's put in terms like that, um, you ask kids, do you really think that the Nazis will not face any, any, any judgment? Do you really feel a person is not accountable? Um, you know, it, 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 when you talk about it in terms like that, most kids, it'll resonate with the kids well. Um, when you say, you know, we learn so much stuff, and we learn so many subjects and such wonderful things in science and so on, does it teach us the difference between right and wrong? Do we, learning science and biology and history even, history teaches us what worked and what didn't work, where are we going to learn Mr. Sturm's time, the most basic time, and ask the kids, well, how are we supposed to learn right from wrong? And if a kid says everybody knows what's right, you can put that all sorts of predicaments. Can you steal to save somebody's life? And what, what are you basing it on? You're basing it on nothing. So, so those are things that kids can observe. A person speaks about a Hashkafa story without labeling it as such. Um, you know, without saying, oh, Rabbi said, I want to tell a Hashkafa story, it's going to be a Chazik Yamuna. So, so, so you're already begging for a kid to say, nah, it didn't happen. Or, or that. But say, you know, I just heard a girl story and, or how small a person is. How, take a look, you know, um, when you put up, you go to visit somebody who's sick, and you say, you know, I was saying about the person, and he was a person who was a brilliant man, and um, I, I was, I remember when Nixon got, had a stroke and died, and Kissinger said something, I just remember because it was kind of a sub, he said, how terrible it is that the mouth that moved worlds is now frozen still. And you know, so I went to say, this, this person walked and everybody quaked. He was so powerful, so wealthy. And I looked at him, a shriveled up old man that doesn't know what's going on with him. Is this what we're all about? In other words, you, you, you need to take stories that events that you can relate on a personal type of level, or something you read about, that will give the message there, that Yeshdin, Yeshdayin, and you know, my cousin Nidiba So I do believe you certainly must teach Ikrimuna, but the Ikrimunish, I don't think 
should be taught with a hini mukhanim zuman, because then it's asking for um, when let's say kids raise the topic of Mashiach. You don't need to, you, you, what you need to say is listen. Let's take a look at the world. What do you think the world is? Give it graded. And most kids say it's terrible, it's rotten, it's full of evil. Blah, blah, blah. So you say, Akadosh Baruch Hu, who is good and perfect, can we imagine can be anything more than a transition phase for something that's as good as perfect Akadosh Baruch Hu? You don't need to ask the kids, well, do you believe Akadosh Baruch Hu is perfect? If yes, then. Don't, don't give it as a chance to kind of argue on that. Most kids do believe it now. And, and so if you phrase it, though, you say, like the like the Mrs. Sharon says, you know, like my Paul says, um, if you look around the world, nobody else would think that this is the end of it all. There's, there's no real tov. Nobody has it all good. Everybody has its pet up. Everybody has its things. So obviously, the world has to come some sort of thicker. We can only understand the world in terms of a means, <coughs> a process to get to some sort of final thing. If you walk into the kitchen of a very expensive restaurant and you see stuff hanging all <coughs> over that doesn't look very appetizing, you say, well, this is before it's been processed and served. It doesn't look like that way over there. So this is a way a kid understands Mashiach is to bring the perfection. Don't we all want to have a good world? Don't we all yearn for it? That's what Mashiach's about. And you know, it, it, it's 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 to, to give it over is in such a way. That's my thing. Um, any other I, I sort of questions? I yes. With all the technology now, is it ideal to do you technology? More technology? And then to try to enhance the that way, or do you say that that dumps it down? Um, so, I, um, Bidera technology takes away from learning. And but in a, in a, certainly, there is nothing that beats sitting and hurting over something that's real learning, and everything else is a game. That's the, the, perfect, the perfect version of it. Um, <coughs> for many kids, um, the perfect version is not going to work. I, I know Rav Shach was very against when he had Mishnayis with pictures. I, I remember I once learned Kalim, and they already come out with the picture book. I tried very, very hard to learn without the picture book, and then I would recheck the picture to see if I was right. Um, there were only two things that I just couldn't figure out from the rap what they were. It was, it was very difficult. I just couldn't, I couldn't picture it from the words. But if you work hard enough, you can. That's the ideal. Again, you need to see what the kids are up to. But let me tell you something. Even a kid who seems far away, mix, the, mix it. Because there is nothing that beats a kid's satisfaction when he sat, figured out something, came up with something worthwhile proactively, that gives the biggest satisfaction, and that's where you hook a kid into learning. Every kid who got hooked into learning, it's because he came up with something, he liked the experience, and he did well. So for, for kids in different environments, or different backgrounds, it's mix and match. You need to start with, um, you know, you're going to use a lot of things just because you need to follow the best of time, but don't take away time from the kids sitting with the Mars and figuring it out themselves. It's, you know, the PowerPoint stuff is nice. Okay, let's look at the Mishnah. What are the arguments for and what are the arguments against? Where, from what we've learned, do you, does anyone, can anyone bring something similar to it? Let the kids sit and learn how to think because it's the one thing they'll enjoy and will hook them eventually on the learning. Um, so, so, it's, so I would say it's a kind of, where the need is there, it's a kind of babysitter. But it's certainly not the learning experience that's going to make the kid turn on.
so I have a, a, a that's my sensitive. And again, I, I don't have much classroom experience. I haven't in in Yeshiva Dola, we've never had to use movies and videos. So I, I, I really, I, I, I'm, I'm, it's, you know, I'm, I'm not, I just, I just tell you, but my, I see it even younger kids, I see people from different backgrounds. When, when you get that feeling of having accomplished it, you're going, what? You, when, you, when you have that feeling that you accomplished it, it, it that's, that's where it happens. The day a kid changes is when he worked hard and he figured it out and said, I have it. And that's very important. It's very important at that point to be motivated. I, I have a class once a week. I teach the Rebbe Einimish, the, the, the high share, the, the in usually seniors and juniors. I teach Mechaschinah once a week um, on Monday nights, uh, Thursday nights, and I find you know. I, I, so what I do is I pick pieces that are not complicated because they don't have the background and the, and the type of back and forth where they could really work. With. But I pick pieces that are quite simple. I present the, the, the point he makes, and then I ask him, what do you answer? What would you say differently? Do you agree? Does it have to be like Mechaschinah? Now, and I try very hard, any time a kid says, so the kids actually think, they, they actually think, and they come up to us sometimes extremely good, uh, you know, occasionally like phenomenally good, and, and a lot of times, but even if a kid comes up with a svar that's kasha kasha, there's always a good point to it, and lash onto it and say, what you, the point that you make would be right if, or the point that you're making is half the answer, but, I mean, Reb Nachman, I mean, I look back now, but best, I came to the Mishiva, I wasn't 17 yet, and we felt free to speak Reb Nachman learning, and in the beginning, he would always have like a pad in the beginning, he would let you have it, to show you that you don't know what you're talking about, and you've come to learn, not to, but then he was very encouraging, and occasionally, if he felt it was sloppy, he would, he would let you have it, but Fidel Klaal, but he would find an equity and say, the point you really need to drive at is this or that. And, and usually it was sort of the point mixed in. And the famous joke was um, <laughs> somebody, when he finished talking, like he said a chabur, like he thought of Nachum Chabur, and Nachum said, you have to make something I say, you probably want to do that. And then when he finished saying this, so what did I want to say again? <laughs> what, 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 was I, what was I saying? <laughs> you know, but, but, but that's the best way. And the day a kid uses his head and sees some success, he's there. That's the, that's the moment when, when he's there. And that's really what you're looking for. Um, and, and you can scale that. It can be machines. The kids are arguing machines. You have to swear us a kind of, as long as they're within the range, um, they'll start enjoying it. It's the only place they have it today where, where you can actually work, think, come up with something, and, and see someone's laughing. Right? OK, I, I uh, any more? Yes? Should a Rebbe force a talent to say Rebbe Samozo and take away recess? That really depends, like we're going back to the dabbing. Where is the environment the kid is coming from? If the kid is coming from an environment that is, um, that is expected, his father says that's not always his parents say that's not his neighbors say that's not then yes, it's like if the kid, you know, if the kid got to turn the light off, he'll tell him, listen, that you can also, it, it's, it's good if you frame it in a way where you understand, you tell the kid, you know, it's tough. I know Reese is only 15 minutes and it's hard, but you know, sometimes like we override things as tough as it is. And this will, you know, this will work with Professor Muslim. In an environment where the kids are coming from the background, but someone's not a given, I'm, I'm not sure I would make an attempt to notice it. Or, it depend, again, depending on each matter, I told the kids to just do the Doraisa. I don't know, you know, you have to be very careful. There's an evaluation of here, but generally speaking, if the kid understands down deep that this is the right thing to do, 
then you write and do it. But show a little empathy, tell them, you know, it's hard. You know, I know myself when I have time, I look forward to taking off and something comes up that I have to do, it's tough. But what a person has to do takes precedence of what a person wants to do. If a kid is coming to mind with just be bitter about it because he's not happy with it, um, you, you have to use a judgment. It's not, it's not a, because at the end of the day, you're not passing, I'm not I'm Muslim, you're passing, what are you doing with this kid here? Um, are you creating an, another dropout, or are you teaching him values and so on? And, and if you have any, yes? Somebody else? Yeah. Um, should a child, I'm not sure if there's a question from the panel, but I'm sure a child can actually bully child who's abusing him. Because I, I guess the question from Mechanic is, do you advise ever a time to respond on their own or sh uh, to their own difficult situations, or should they always be going to adults? In, in, a school, um, in a school environment, you certainly should tell him to go to an adult. You should tell him, um, you know, the halacha is that you not only take a din biyadcha unless it's something that you're going to suffer loss now, or there's no best around, but you go, you can tell them, listen, technically in the right perfect situation, you'd be justified. But the chances are that you will, that, that it'll disintegrate and go a lot worse and so on. And you can tell them that's why going to authority is a better, it's an issue that you need to deal with kids. When is it appropriate to go to authority? When is it snitching? When is it this? It's not an easy, uh, there's not, nothing easy about it. But the kid feels that he did three times and the school didn't do anything about it. This kid is still bullying this. So, 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 so the school or to, so you tell him, I, I will take out the principal. And, and you do it, nothing happens. Is it okay to tell the kid, the next time he hits you, I'll come so hard, it won't bother you again. Well, you, you, should, you should tell it indirectly just for practical reasons because you're going to get into a heck of a lot of trouble. Because when he does help the other guy, they're going to sue you for instigation and, and this and that. But what you, what you want to do is tell him, listen, halachically, if somebody is going to hit you, you can't hit him back. That's a dry halacha. You run into many problems, and that's why I come to authority. It will be taken care of. It's a better way to do it. It's a smarter way to do it, and so on. It's the responsible way to do it. You can't just... Nobody, you can't, a person can't walk around and say, Rabbi Solomon said it's okay to hit back. Because you have to understand another thing from experience. Whenever you pass in a shiloh, make a statement, it takes on the format of the macabre, not of the noise. They're not going to be <laughs> quoting you, they're quoting themselves as of what they heard from you. That, that, that's the Dharaklal. So, so uh, you want to pat it with halacha. You can tell them, take a look at the halacha. Um, technically, if a person did din la'atzmoy, he's is okay. But we tell a person, you are probably going to do it wrong. You're not gay you're going to lose yourself, you're going to do things you're going to regret, and you do things that are wrong. If, if, if it takes X amount of force to stop it from bringing you back, and use twice as much, you're over a low sase. Do it through best, do it through authority. That's what the halacha says, for this reason. So the kid will hear in the background at the end of the day that, you, you know, if there's no other color color kids, you can defend yourself. But don't go down on record as saying that. You have to be able to, your position was authority is the right way to deal with problems. A bezdin, a, a, a police, you know, what, whatever the situation is. Okay, so I, I have to run. Uh, we have a, 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 a CM, a Mishnah is one of the boys in high school, so. Okay.